0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Friday Vibe of the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host Vic and welcome to the Vibe. I am tired. Okay. (laughs) It was such a great week. I can honestly tell you I'm overloaded and exhausted because my social meter is through the roof, but all all good. Also, we're on the brink of a full moon and eclipse. Are we rested? Are we okay? Have you screamed at people this week? Have you snapped at people for no reason? Have things... Does your head hurt? Like, have you been purging? What have you been doing? Because it's all about releasing. It's all about... This is a different type of full moon and some of you are like, I'm so fucking tired of you talking about full moons. But I need you guys to observe behaviors because people be acting crazy during this period of time. They're delirious. We're in Mercury retrograde too. Ugh, you guys, there's so many things going on. I just need a nap. I I mean, yeah, I do, but anyways. Okay. I have, I think I'm going to change a couple of things around because, you know, I can do it because it's, it's my platform, right? So Vibe Tribe, I'm going to start you off. I ain't got nothing random for you this week. My neck hurts. My back hurts. I'm just kidding. My neck really does hurt. Uh, I don't even know. Like, is this the shit that they talk about when you turn 40, 40 plus, like? <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to it, but man, shit is real. Um <laughs> honestly. But I'm gonna do my best. I'm still back in the gym. I wasn't as consistent as I should have been this week. And you know that, you know when shit changes is when especially when you have an iPhone. I don't know what it's like if you have an Android, but an iPhone will definitely tell you, Wow, you've you've increased your exercise minutes this week. Thank you so much. Good job for not being a fat cow. Okay, like Okay, we get it. Can you stand one more time? Oh, by the way, the noise is a little bit too loud. Can you turn it down? Like, okay, we get it. We get it. (laughs) I'm out of control. Okay, so anyways, I'm starting off. I'm going to start off with like pop culture. And then I'm going to change it around because I feel like, you know, the norm is like I, I ease into like the summer house and then I talk about the jersey, and then I end with the VPR. Oh, no, we're flipping the shit this this week, okay? We're talking about VPR first. Then we're going to roll into some Summer House, and then we're going to roll and talk about some jersey, okay? I don't know how long this is going to go. I think we've been doing pretty well with the 30, 45 minute. So kind of let's get into it. So on the pop culture side, Uh, Off the cuff, we got, you know, the Met Gala happened. Um, It was very interesting looks that we saw. There was nobody that really wowed me, to be honest. Um, And I appreciate every single content creator on the Talk of the Tick for keeping me in the loop. I couldn't do it, but you did it, and thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I can't say that enough. I, content creators are just on another level. Have I created my first TikTok? Haven't. Have I tried? Not yet. If I get that shit rolling, it's over. It, it, it's gonna be a totally different type of scene. So maybe my, I might lean into that. Maybe that might be a June goal. Okay. But if I do that, I don't know, you guys, you might have to really watch the fuck out. But okay, so let's talk about pop culture. Obviously, I've been trying to keep up on all the shows that I currently watch. And then I try to dip my big ass toe into some new shit. And that shit this week was The Diplomat. On Netflix, okay. So y'all remember Carrie Russell? You're like, who the fuck is Carrie Russell? Velicity? Let's listen. the The people who know know who Velicity is, okay? (laughs) Don't forget the curly hair and everything. Well, she's the main character, and I like her. I'm not gonna say that this wasn't like a stop and go. This didn't turn into like a binge. I'm obsessed. I need to get back to it. This was like, oh. I'm in the middle of it. I got to keep holding on. It was good, but it doesn't, It didn't like, it's, I didn't become, I was invested. But I wasn't enthralled into it completely. I didn't know where they were going to go with it. Somebody said that it's kind of like a Madam Secretary, but more of a potty mouth and a twist. And listen. It's all about an ambassador. It has to do with politics, strained relationship. You got to make it nice and icy and dicey. I think if you liked House of Cards, this is lighter than that. There's a lot of banter in it. Um, I think it has a really good plot base. Carrie Russell is actually the executive producer. It's eight episodes. And I really want to tell you something that really fucking pissed me off. But I can't do it because that means I'm giving something away. And you know I don't like giving things away because the one thing I don't like is when I hop on the Twit or go on the IG and everybody's talking about something that I didn't get a chance to watch and then they just tell the ending. It literally makes me want to fight. I'm like, oh, you want me to get violent? (laughs) Who has bail money? It's weird. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that's where I'm at. With that, okay, so I mean, short and sweet, like I'm trying to get caught up. It's summertime. the sun is out, the snow is melted. We're trying to do the best that we can in minnesota we We're trying to get our yams out we we need to get them tan um and we're doing the best, okay They're actually cleaning the streets now i we're excited um. <laughs> So I said, I'm going to flip the shit. So let's, you know, let's talk about the good old Vanderpump rules. The a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, I don't have much to say. Uh, it's, it's, it feels like filler episodes, but let me fucking tell you that the last couple of episodes have been like, oh, okay, you guys are just kind of revving it up for us. This episode, this Last week's episode, it wore me the fuck out. I mean, keep in mind, the previous episode, we have James who throws a drink in Schwartz's face. And I'm here to tell you I loved it. Schwartz gets away with a lot of side comments. But he's a dick at heart. You know what I mean? He acts calm and cool. But once that mood switches, it's a different person. He is literally the jackal and Hyde. Um, when Lala told him off, I was living for it because he's not used to people talking back to him. And I just, it just makes me feel so good when people have backbones, like, oh, just like standing it. Yeah. Just let them know. Not to mention Schwartz loves throwing drinks in women's faces. Like he did it with his wife and then Stasi. you know, him and his dad bod are just exhausting and the audacity he like drowns in. Uh, when he, like, speaks to Katie because he's always been able to circle back every other time, and the fact that she isn't giving him any type of energy is giving me life. It, I love it. I feel like Katie's demeanor is like she's stoic. You know what I mean? Like, she has a sharp-ass mouth, but only, you know, she only sets it off in the right moments. And to be honest, I can't remember what or how I felt about Katie when I watched VPR when it first started. Either way, I appreciate how she just goes after Raquel. I I believe Katie tells it like it is. But again, I wasn't going to watch this season. And the only reason why I hopped in this, this train was because of a fucking scandal. Like, what? Um, so if anybody wants to you know, slide into the DMs and let me know if I'm missing anything because I haven't watched past episodes and I don't plan on to, um, to speed me up. I feel like you can just hop in and and watch the mess and get caught up on, um, I, I just will say, I think the odd thing about her is the love that Katie had for Schwartz Interviewed with the love that she had with herself. And with this breakup, with this divorce, she's coming into her own. And I love that for her. Love it. But Ken, let's talk about Kenny Ken. Oh, honey. That was cute. You know, uh, how many times do you think Ken read his lines to walk into the kitchen and tell Lisa... What he heard or saw, like, I feel like Lisa prepped him. I was like, "Hey Ken, I need you to do this. Like, I really need you to come through for me. Okay, I just need you to come in, drop the ball, and then go about your business." And he only wanted to drop the T so that Katie would hear and be like, "What?" Which she did. She did was she was like, "What?" Literally written all over her face. Um, but I just. It, It was a shock. And I think production did a really good job of the timeline. Speaking of the timeline, Lala. I mean, you have to appreciate how she observes behavior and is one step ahead of others and how she's not afraid to have those difficult conversations with her friends. Sometimes it leads me to believe that there were too many signs that Tom and Raquel were asking to get exposed. Like if I think about the timeline that Lala was talking about, how she was discussing it with James, and how James was like, No, no, no. Like, no, no, no. Like it's it's right there. How everybody had like a little bit of a sprinkle, but nobody could really put the puzzle pieces together until it exploded in their face. Like that shit is weird to me. But let's talk about Raquel. Let's talk about that bitch. Um, You know, she celebrated her birthday, talking about being surrounded by her real friends and crying on camera about where her life is going. Let me tell you something. Woo is very low on my strengths. So hear me when I say I will cry at a movie that I love. Hope floats. Hand me a box of puffs. Okay. The notebook. Where's the beach towel to take up all the tears? Where's the bucket? You know, yada, yada, yada. I But I'll be damned to feel bad for a bitch who's dumb enough to cross the line and fuck her best friend's boyfriend. I don't give a fuck how lonely you are. It's not like she didn't have other options. But while some people feel bad for that dumb broad, I don't. You don't wake up and become a manipulative, conniving, dumb bitch. You don't. We give this, like, so many people, I feel like, give this soulless hoe so many passes. And I just, I want to know the science into how did Raquel become the way that she is, and I believe it's from her family. Listen, I watched a little bit too many true crime shows to not think, that something's not, it ain't smelling right, okay? And it don't necessarily have to be a true crime where somebody gets murdered, shot, raped, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be like that, but it could be some greed shit, some, some, some intellectual type of crime, some blue collar, white collar type shit. You know what I mean? I want to know, how's her mother? You know what I mean? Like, how's her father... What did she see when she was young that led her to think about her actions not having consequences? That's the shit that I want to know. Because the math, it ain't mathin'. It definitely ain't mathin'. And to me, it's like, yes, Ariana and Tom have issues and watching this relationship fall apart before our eyes and watching Ariana catch Tom in a lie after a lie. Like, he's lying everywhere, lying to Lisa. Can't get his story right. Like, dear Tom, if you really want to manipulate people, you might want to tell the soulless hoe how to read. Like, teach that bitch how to read, number one. Number two, maybe have some lessons in how she can comprehend and circle back so y'all don't dig a hole. Okay, like, I, I, I can't. But I, 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 I liter, I, I literally think that Tom knows Ariana don't play around, and Tom was over it. You know, he says this that I really want us to work it out. I, you know, I want us to spend time together. All this sperm and hanging out. He wants to put it in her and have a baby because that's. One of the things that he said back in the day, like, I want to have a baby. I want to let you guys know something. If two people aren't aligned when it comes to certain things, no matter how much you like each other, it ain't going to work out. Having a child is a big deal. So if one person wants to have a child and another person doesn't want to have a child, making the person who doesn't want to have a child have a child is not going to make them change their mind like the survey says it don't work out therapy would say differently as well like it's just there's so many has self-help books out here and so many scenarios that it's like what are we doing to ourselves right so anyways I think Tom was over the nose I think uh I think he was over not thinking he's number one so what does he do he literally finds the dumbest bitch in three counties and sleeps with her knowing it will hurt his current girlfriend i just want to say i need him to apologize to all the ladies out here we're all trying to lean into summer and this motherfucker has taken over white nail polish now listen i'm not really a fan of white nail polish i think i at one point in time i was But I'm a trendsetter. I don't, uh, I do my own thing when it comes to my nails. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. And that's on you. Um, But I know a lot of the girls want to wear white nails. And Tom ruins it. He ruins it. It's, but I don't, I don't want us to give up on white nail polish. I want us to keep going. I want us to keep thriving. Okay. We're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Because I'm okay. But I want you to be okay with wearing white nail polish, okay? All right. um, Let's talk about explosive trailers, baby. Honey, the way Ariana exploded and snapped on Tom. Ooh, honey, that's, that's that rage I urge all men to steer clear of. It's a dangerous place to be when a woman stops giving a fuck, okay? Dangerous. And I'll leave it there. We're getting closer and closer to the finale. And the producers are giving us good cuts on the mess. I know some of us are questioning whether or not... I mean, it's obvious to know that the production really did know. And it's very obvious that they're trying to feed it in the confessionals. We naturally, I guess there's one confessional where... Lala is, like, saying, I think something's really going on. And they're saying, nope, nope, nope. But on the flip side, they keep on asking Sandoval, like, would you ever sleep? Would you ever do this and that? So, you know, I just want to know, can we do a documentary in the day in the life of an executive producer (laughs) on a reality show and see, like, what makes you tick? Like, what do you think about? We kind of see it on different reality shows like Married at First Sight. They're there to know, support and stuff, but I need to see it on like a a Bravo reality type show. So, okay. I am going to take a slight break and then I'm going to come back and we are going to talk about Summer House. Stay tuned. Listen, do you ever get those songs like 80s, 90s and today, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Do you ever get those songs in your head and you're just like, where did it come from? Like I have a Milli Vanilli song in my head right now, and you're probably thinking, well, "What song is that?" Uh, listen, if you know, you know. I could tear your ears up right now, humming it, singing it. And I'm not going to do that to you, Because I'm tired. Okay, and I'm going to sing it to myself in a shower lude. I'm probably that's going to be my lullaby as I close my eyes tonight. Anyways, let's talk about Summerhouse, okay? You know, I've been on and off with discussing Summer House because I'm indifferent. Y'all know how I feel about Lindsay. I'm never on her side. I'm still not on her side. I'll, I don't think I'll ever be on her side. I'm always open to hearing other people's perspectives because, you know, hey, that's what make the world go round. Um, but let me tell you something, Danielle, she's uh, she's teetering that motherfucking line. <laughs> she She sure is. Uh, In this episode, we we get a break from Sierra, and I'm very happy about it. I'm not going to lie. She's been working the fuck out of my nerves lately. And Amanda wasn't there this weekend, but Kyle was, so that's great. And Maya's back. Uh, Why? I don't fucking know. I I did miss her, uh, but the girl has some dog ears on her, and I can appreciate it. I also don't care about Maya and Oliver. Uh, In my opinion, I wholeheartedly believe she's in less like with either Carl or Kyle. I said it. Some people would be like, "Mm, maybe (sighs) I think you're leaning. I'm not. Uh, Her meltdown in the beginning of the season with Lindsay and the smoking weed and all that stuff, I guess I kind of look at it a little bit different. But that wasn't really the thing. Like, she just wanted to hang out with Carl. I believe her and Carl had that that bonding, smoking weed with each other. He was there for her last uh, season, and that was cute. It was when she won on the Watch What Happens Live appearance, when she made an appearance on there, uh, She, she placed herself on the sus category for me. It's how she was uh, talking about Kyle. And it's not like an endearing, I love Kyle or whatever. It was different. (laughs) And I urge every single one of you who really likes Summer House, go back and watch that Watch What Happens Live. I don't put things past her, okay? Anyways, this particular episode, we're watching the evolution of Corey and Sam Even though, as you're hearing this, Corey's tweets are surfacing um, from, I think, the last couple of years on how transphobic he is. Am I surprised? No. No disrespect. But I feel like when you hear where people come from and you pay attention to, like, politics, um, yeah, I'm not surprised where people fall I'm just keeping it a buck like you just got to be open I'm not saying sometimes you might you know catch a diamond in the rough that things a little bit differently but Cory comes from Rhode Island uh, remember Craig comes from Delaware um, yeah <laughs> and I'm not again I don't want to say all people I'm not gonna say all people but I'm saying majority sometimes rules in those states Anyways, uh, we're leading up to the proposal, and Danielle, she still isn't in the know. Uh, but Maya's catching it, because again, she has that, uh, those dog ears, and she, she can't really confirm anything, but she's she's getting there. For somebody who's missed a couple or three weekends, uh, she's uh, putting the pieces together pretty great. Uh, pretty well. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Andrea and Lexi, you guys, yeah... I don't care about their story. I I just, I just don't care. I don't care. I feel like I'm being petty in saying that. And, And I guess so. Like, we begged, as viewers, we begged to have Andrea as a main cast member. And Bravo was like, nope, he's in love. And he won't be swinging that dangling, that elephant trunk to any of the other ladies. So, you know, he has to go. But now I feel like they're plotting to get Andrea and Lexi on for the next season. Mark my fucking words. Bravo, you're not slick. We see it. I see it. I see it. I hope others see it. But maybe, maybe I'm out there. Maybe. So, <laughs> I understand I have these views about Lindsay, but our but this is outside of those views, okay? this is just i'm just I'm happy for her and Carl, but are are y'all trying to convince me Lindsay had no clue she was going to get proposed to, and the way that she did her hair to go pick up firewood to go meet her family i let's think about that for a moment, okay and here's the thing: I appreciate anybody who Primes print like give somebody a heads up on how you know hey go get your nails done or something like that I'll pay for it like who what girl wants to get uh engaged and then their nails look busted I'm 100% sure if my nails are not done when I get engaged (laughs) violence okay (laughs) I ain't taking a picture until they do because it's it's serious like that, y'all know what I'm talking about, um, but you just can't I'm like I'm happy that Carl and Lindsay are happy, and I appreciate how they did show the flashbacks of the early years before this version of Carl and Lindsay even were a thought it It really does show the build up, and it's appreciated from me look at me like giving them a point. <laughs> I'm evolving, you guys. (laughs) I'm not that petty. But let's talk about Danielle for a moment. First and foremost, Danielle sharing her culture and thanking Chris for bringing it out of her. (sighs) I'm going to be honest with you, Vibe Tribe. Danielle has all this energy and opinions, which some of them I stand with her. But for her to say that it takes Chris to bring it out of her when at the time she's was dating a chef, someone who has helped her host events at the house, why aren't you using him to show your culture through the food? You know what I mean? Like, don't. When she was so torn up with the fact that Sierra and Maya left her out of the race conversation last season, somebody helped me understand. Like... No, seriously, help me understand. Help me? Anybody? I mean, she's had plenty of opportunities. But, you know, side note, only one. I do appreciate Gabby tapping in and commenting and asking Danielle, like, when does she feel seen or beautiful? That right there is powerful. Um, It's a side that most white people don't see or understand of black and brown people growing up a predominantly white neighborhood. Danielle and Gabby both have lived it. I, myself, have gone through it. But everybody's experience is different. So I say to all the white folks listening, you know, be open to listening. Um, I, I think this group of people on Summer House is very open to listening. They're actually better at listening than those housewives. And, and that's a beautiful thing, okay? That's a beautiful thing. Now, back to Danielle, okay? So, you know, Kyle's being supportive to Carl with this, and I I love it. I love to see it. Uh, Carl going to the ER, having a panic attack. I've never been, um, nobody's ever tried to propose to me. Well, I take that back. One person mentioned that, I don't know why you would tell me that you're going to go down that one meet, probably because you thought I was going to say no, which... As you can see, (laughs) but anyways, (laughs) I literally want to take a survey on how many men felt they needed their heart checked because they were making a big leap of asking someone to be there forever. Oh, I like to see those numbers. But again, Danielle is so outspoken and she has had so much support from the other ladies that any reaction she gives will be given with open arms. And I think the next episode will show her that she might have ran out of those cards. The preview for next week shows her very upset with the fact that Carl didn't tell her or connect with her about his plans to propose to Lindsay. Danielle. Baby girl. You might have sucked and slept with Carl and really been connected as the three amigos, but what man really goes and tells their girlfriend's besties they're planning on proposing? Not many. I mean, I don't think I knew shit about my besties' engagement. Actually. Actually, I think I did. It's been so long. And you know what? I knew to shut the fuck up and let it ride. So, for this, Danielle doesn't gain points for me. Like, why would Carl bring you in on his plans when you and Lindsay aren't good? Like, what the fuck? That would be, like, dumb. So, like, I need her to stop it. I really need her to check herself because she's being a little bit ridiculous. She's in her fucking feelings. Her relationship is falling apart. Uh, And it's just like... uh, the anger is displaced in some aspects of this. I can even admit that. I'm telling you guys. I don't know if it's because I'm tired as fuck, but I'm evolving. We're going to lean into this, okay? She's looking real entitled, by the way. Real entitled. Um, The reunion for Summer House has already been filmed. It filmed this past week or like last weekend, I should say. I'm hoping for the best I can already tell you I'm not happy with some of the looks I don't even want to say Whose look I'm not happy with Because that means I'm really dogging the fuck out of her And I just I'm, ch- I'm choosing to keep it to myself I'm just going to wait for everybody else to dog it um, If somebody says Oh my god It's such a beautiful look It just doesn't work I'm talking about Sierra I, could, I couldn't I, could, I, I, I couldn't say this. I don't like her hair I think they could have did better I don't know if they're going for, like, a, a Billie Holiday look with his 40s. It, it's, it's, it's not. It's not working. Um, again, hoping for the best, but I'm not holding my breath. Not holding my breath. All right. Um, let's see here. Let me take a slight break. I'm going to come back, and we're really going to talk about Jersey. Stay tuned. Jersey Duadas. Uh, let's talk about them. <laughs> um, the ladies are back from Ireland, and obviously they're discussing what happened with others. Again, I want to let you guys know, I like Danielle. a girl, don't act like you didn't raise your voice in Ireland to none of the ladies. Also, don't like act like you didn't want to be a part of what you knew about Marge or the tea surrounding Marge, you asked for it, you got it, lay it. You want to go after folks about a GD arsenal? Then make sure you stand in the why you're going after Marge for it. Like, I can't. On the flip side, Marge doesn't give a fuck. But the energy I'm in right now is like standing in your truth. Let them bitches know that you have an arsenal on them. And can we fucking move away from the word arsenal? Like... Some words get get worn the fuck out, okay? Bully was a housewife's word that I swear they had to add to each lady's contracts and on things you cannot say on camera. I mean, I've never heard the word rat so many times in one fucking month. I, I'm exhausted. Besides that, I, I love Marge's relationship with Lexi. Uh, I understand they have a close relationship, but... I don't know why I don't like the fact Joe and Lexi spend so much time together. I get those weird vibes. Again, might be going out on a limb here. Don't give a fuck. Lexi's going through a divorce. Maybe I watch too many Lifetime, Netflix, NBC, ABC, USA miniseries, but I wouldn't be surprised if Joe and Lexi slept together when Marge is away. It's insane for me to think that. But I'm fucking thinking it because uh, I don't trust some of these dudes around here, and they're just a little bit too close. I don't. You, they do have a tight relationship, but I just no. I don't know. Um, again, I'm evolving. Uh, when I say this next thing, not from the previous thing, I will always say, and I'll continue to say this. This is the nicest thing I'll ever say about Teresa, okay? The best thing she ever did with her life was have those four young ladies. They're beautiful. I'm not a fan of Gia, but... (laughs) But Teresa and Joe did a great job with, with those girls. She's a great mom. Like, she manages... Not to be an idiot, being a mom, and i I wish I fucking wish she would put some of that energy being a better human being in all other aspects of her life, but you know she can't do that um you know they said that this reunion that we're gonna see at the end of May, early June, uh and all the articles stadium Teresa was a nightmare. Do you think it had anything to do with the fact that Louie and Teresa actually plot to be assholes to Joe and Melissa? Do you think other people besides Melissa are calling her out on her shit? I mean, I don't have hope for Andy leaning into her hard because he has his favorites. And I don't give a fuck how many times he can mention on his podcast that he went off or he pushed back. He has favorites. And he always gives them a pass and it always becomes not that deep when there's always opportunities to go deeper. Andy, to me, sometimes he reminds me of Dr. Drew on Teen Mom. And y'all know that I cannot stand Dr. Drew. Like I will choose violence with him. Like I want to be in a ring and just knock him the fuck out because he's only there to make friends. And the viewers are here to like get their questions answered and it it just doesn't mix well. It doesn't make me feel like it's just like, why are you wasting my time? Why even have a reunion if we're not going to actually get the questions answered? Like Andy's like, hey guys, send in your questions. And it's like, here's some questions. And then we don't get, we don't dive deeper Especially when we want to talk about race relations with Potomac and all that jazz. But anyways, we're still in Jersey. I just keep it here. And like, Teresa's had plenty, sorry, plenty of times. He's had plenty of times to come after Teresa and her behavior. and He's just like, but then again, Teresa's not exactly the easiest person to <laughs> deal with. It's like dealing with a fucking toddler on crack. But <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, um, now, maybe it's because I consider myself a peasant, you know, old school. I don't think old school and peasant belong in the same fucking sentence, but here I am. Teenagers and first cars, okay? We, I feel like the majority... Of the people, my viewership, my vibe tribe, I feel like the majority of us had either beaters or we had reliable cars. Yes, I understand that our parents were in a different fucking tax bracket than Joe and Melissa, whatever. But I just have this problem. It's like, are we watching Sweet 16 or what the fuck? Why are you giving your daughter a Porsche? A BMW, a Mer- a Maserati, like wh- a Mercedes, like what are we, what are we doing? These are all high priced, serviced item cars. <laughs> I don't like it. Your kid hasn't even had their first fucking job yet, and you're giving them a Porsche. Are they going to go change the headlight on that shit? Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be eight hundred dollars or above. Like, let's be fucking for real. And and I understand that. Joe and Melissa are not going to give their child a beater living in Franklin lakes, but come on. I mean, whatever happened to buying a Honda or a Toyota again, but you know, let's be, let's be real right now. Right. Joe and Melissa's money ain't that fucking long. (laughs) It's not. If they lose their job, See, I said they lose their job because, you know, Joey Gorga is getting a paycheck for opening up his mouth. He's getting something. Melissa's getting the higher amount. He's getting something. But if they both lose their position on the housewives, if she doesn't even drop to friend of and she completely leaves the franchise, that money gone, baby. And if Teresa's making, oh, I want to say that she's making millions. And I don't think it's just a million. I think she's making close to five million for being on The Housewives, which is fuck the girl. Somebody needs to teach her how to read. But if she's at five million, and Melissa's like eighteen years of this, listen, and it is eighteen years because Gia's like she's like twenty something years old, then Melissa has to be close to the million, two million dollar mark. That's that's good money, and that boutique ain't making. I mean, it's making money, but it's not making that money. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Moving forward, I kind of took too long on that one. But, like, shit, it does mean something. Like, get your fucking kid a reliable car when they get that age, right? Like, who the fuck am I to tell you what to give your kid? What's wrong with me? You do you. I'll do me. Um, Frank and Dolores. Frankie. Frank. You hear me? Dolores is just asking you to respect her boundaries. Um Frank likes how he had so much access to loris over Dolo over the years, but like it, Frank, you cheated, you left her, you left Dolo, you left Dolo when she was pregnant, hello, like, and I love the fact that Polly's the type of person that's like no, like fuck you, Dolores is mine, and you will respect her boundaries. And our boundaries, or, you know, you'll get knocked out. Like, I think Frank has met his match, and I don't think he'll be able to, uh, if him and Paul were to, <laughs> to fight, I was about to say, like, Paul would win. But he has heart problems, and Frank has bad knees. So it's like, how, who's going to win in this fight? Are they both going to be in wheelchairs? I, I just, I can't, I can't. I, it's it's bad. Um, but Frank will actually have to depend on his girlfriend and be like, yeah, we can have these conversations. Frank goes to Dolores more than he goes to his girlfriend. And that speaks volumes within itself. It's, it's insane that some of these men out here have the audacity to do the shit that they do. It's like, who the fuck are you? And I'm not on Frank's side this time. Because we all want to see Dolores happy. And she's happy. And I want to maintain it. This guy is good for her. He's real good for her. He treats her well, there's no red flags, whereas that the other person has a red flag that we're going to circle back to in a moment. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I'm talking about Teresa. Teresa! You know, obviously, we're leading up to the wedding, and I love how they're like, and granted, I was on the phone with my brother, and and I was like, I I, I have to watch Jersey before I record the pod. So I put on the closed caption, and I'm reading it, so I don't know the emotion. So, okay. So just, are you going to judge me? Go ahead first. Um, I feel like, I feel like Teresa's surprise bridal shower wasn't really a surprise because of based on what she's wearing. Again, couldn't hear, can't feel, just reading the closed caption, right? Um. Louie's going to, Louie is just, he's something else, you guys. Uh, Teresa doesn't even know what she got herself into. Um, I think she's starting to feel it. Uh, but, and, and I think she's probably regretting the fact that she did not sign a prenup. But yeah, I just, uh, that car scene was, that was, that was something else. And here's what I'm saying. This is my problem. How much do you think Teresa's daughters actually hear of the shit? It sounds like they hear about it a lot, which means that Teresa likes to divide. And we don't see Melissa or where Antonia or Gino is when she's talking about Teresa to Joe, but... Let's be real. I feel like Melissa wins points in this because she wants to keep the girls together. And I am i don't really think Teresa does. I think she wants to drive it in a way. And I think her first seat of how she tries to drive it is Gia. You guys, I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of her at all. I th- There's something about her that just doesn't rub me the right way. Okay? Besides the fact that she... Dips her big-ass toe into grown-folk business. Okay, it, yes, she's adult, but she can't handle it sometimes. I can't, I won't, and I'm not doing it. I'm just waiting to hear back the I'm um, sorry's when, you know, Louie drains Teresa's bank account. Um, he has managed to scam her and her whole family. Okay? And... Don't think I didn't see the fact that Teresa made comments about Jackie being a fan when Louie's sister basically sought out Teresa. This is a fraudulent family ring with therapy as their cover, you guys. I'm giving Teresa and Louie a solid five before it's done. And that's me being nice because if we're thinking about this was all... She just got married last August, so they're leading into their year. How many articles have come out saying that he is just not a good person? Multiple. It's more than 20, you guys. He tans too much. He has skin cancer. I can't do it. I can't. So, um, you know, seemed like a little bit of a filler thing. We did see a couple of housewives at the brighter shower. Ashley from Potomac, we saw you. Okay go support I will love it but that's it for that's it for Jersey y'all and that's it for the episode I'm I'm tired I, I think you we did really well with time I think I hit maybe about the 45 minute mark which is good but anyways I hope you all enjoyed vibing with me like make sure to tell your friends who love reality TV and random ish to hop on the vibe with Vic Train and if you haven't already leave a rating Apple or Spotify's platform. I appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay classy. Cheers.